0: Perfect <laughs> morning morning guys it's the Sunday after Christmas, and all through the house now I don't have a rhyme for you guys this morning um, let's actually just start off in a word of prayer, uh, dear God, um, we thank you so much for your presence here today uh, as we worship you um, as we look at a very serious subject today, I pray that you would um, you would just open our hearts to be able to uh, take a look inside and see um, where we might be holding on to things. And uh, God, I just ask that you would uh, just um, speak to us this morning. Lord, we love you and we praise your name. Amen. Cool. Well, um, anyway, I'm uh, my name is Barry. If you don't know me, my name is Barry Rogers. I am one of the heads of the First Impressions team here at Church in the Valley. And uh, I'm going to be speaking to you this morning. Very excited. Uh, always glad to be um, in front of this room. I just realized that Um, Hovey and I were talking about this earlier. I actually did the last or the first message of the year. So I did the bookends. So hopefully I wrap up 2015 with a bang for you guys. Um, But as we're looking at this uh, today, we're going to be looking at, we're starting a new series called The Reset. And what we're going to be doing is looking at kind of what all of us are already thinking in our hearts. Uh, as we're making the shift into a new year. So obviously Thanksgiving's over. Hopefully all your uh, leftovers are already eaten. If not, you probably need to go ahead and throw those away. Hopefully, uh, you know, I'm sure all your presents have been unwrapped um, or at least ordered and sent. I just got a confirmation the other day that one of my packages has been sent. I'm that guy for Christmas. And in five days, we will be starting 2016. So every year uh, around this time, we start thinking about what's next, what's new, um, and we also take a look back at the year, and uh, there's a lot of excitement usually at this time. I know there are those people in the crowd that they could care less about New Year's, um, but I love New Year's. It's one of my favorite holidays. And uh, as I'm looking back on the year, I always get excited about the um, Time Magazine year in review or the, I guess now it'd be like Huffington Post or something like that. But there's always a pretty cool looking back on the year and seeing, you know, what happened in 2015. So obviously probably the biggest thing people are thinking about right now is Star Wars. Star Wars is back. We've waited for, well, some of us haven't been waiting for this, but it's exciting. It's new. It's back. I'm not gonna give any spoilers today. Um the next thing is uh you know, in the state of California they're actually testing self driving cars. That's pretty big, yeah. We flew around Pluto, I didn't even know it was still a planet, but we care about that. So that's kinda of cool. Um hoverboards, they're not exactly what you thought they would be and they blow up. But um, you know, that's exciting. We got those in two thousand fifteen. So um and then, pretty much the rest of the year, we just remade everything from the nineties that's what I've noticed so that's two thousand and fifteen in a nutshell. There's obviously the political news um, celebrity type stuff. We can get into that for time sake we won't um, and there's all sorts of events that have happened in this world and so as we take a look back on the year, I always get excited thinking, well, what happened in my life, or what are the things that are that I you know that get me uh, get me going during this season. There's a lot of emotion also. Like, I look back and I go, well, you know, I love the holidays, but I'm kind of glad, you know, we're we're going to be winding down just a little bit, kind of change of pace. That's always nice. Excitement of a new year. I don't know if everybody gets that way, but I just like new opportunities and something new. Um, that's always good. Um, slightly sad that personally, I don't know about your company, but I won't have vacation probably again until May. So there's that to look forward to, a lot of work and a lot of fun with my coworkers. Um, And then eager to get started with a new year. But sadly, sometimes I also look back on some things in 2015, and it could be easy for me to be slightly horrified to think that maybe 2016 might hold a few of those um, curveballs as well. So uh, what we're going to be doing is really looking at looking back on our year and seeing um, what happened. So as we look back over the year, uh, it's easy to get maybe a little discouraged looking back on certain things that happened or transpired. I don't know. Everybody's looking at me. Maybe uh, you had the same kind of experience. Hopefully uh, hopefully everybody had a really great year. But um, as we look back on our year, obviously there are things that we could get a little discouraged by or we could even um, regret. Uh, either way, as we look back on 2015, we're going to be starting this series called The Reset, so maybe if there are some of those things, hopefully not, but maybe if there are some of those things, um, would you guys want to try and just start the year with a clean slate? Yeah, good. That's what we're going to be trying to do today. So we're going to be looking in during this series about uh, just pressing the reset button. We're going to start 2015 or 2016 off of the fresh start by cleaning out some of the old and uh, getting ready to accept some of the new that God can bring our way. And so uh, for the next two weeks, we're going to be looking at resetting two specific emotions that are pretty normal to this time of year. The first one, which we're going to be looking at today, is regret. So look forward to that. We're talking about regret. Everybody's got smiles on their faces, I can tell. Uh, the next one is uh, what John will be talking about next week, which is fret. So fretting about the future, things, uh, things that are coming, uh, coming up, getting worried about those sorts of things. Um, and we're going to be talking about that. So I really hope uh, that as we kind of go through this that um, you just take a thought back on your year, think back about those things that maybe you wanted to tuck away and not really think too much about and just realize that, you know what, God really has um, something to say to you about those things. So um, first thing, let's define regret. Um, So Merriam-Webster's dictionary says, uh their regret is to feel sad or sorry about something that you did or did not do to have regret about something, okay, so that's pretty simple. I love how in the dictionary, they always have the second thing is like defining the word by using itself, regret something, whatever that doesn't really help out a lot. Um, but basically it is it's to feel bad about something that you either did or didn't do. so you can get you can get bashed on regret on both ends, and it's a really, really sad thing. So today, what we're going to be uh, looking at is regret as a whole. So first you have regret for something that you've done. And you can see up here uh, and in your flyer, it's uh, regret for something you've done. We normally call that shame. So this can say say itself a few different ways, but I picked out a few that popped into my head. And one would be like uh, that thing you wish you hadn't said. Anybody have any shame this year from that thing you wish you hadn't said? Uh, The decision you made that you, uh, you would pay anything If you could just take that one back. If in 2015 I could delete that one thing, that's kind of a shame kind of thing. Uh, The line you crossed, and now you realize you were just wrong. Also, the thing uh, you were caught in, and now you just have to own it. These are all shame-related regrets. So, obviously, uh, really exciting, really exciting stuff. I'm sure as we look back on our year, Uh, We can see things like that, and we say, you know, Barry, why do we have to talk about this on Sunday morning? You know, I was trying to forget about those things, 2016's in the future. Let's not think about this stuff, but it's very important. Um, The second thing is regret for what you've missed out on. And this is really what we're going to be leaning heavily on this morning, missed opportunities. So um, these look like um, you weren't ready for what was coming your way, and now it's past. Anybody have one of those this year? You really wish you would have just had your hands open and your mind set for it and you were ready for it, but you weren't. That's reality. Uh, The thing you messed up on and now all your work is for nothing. Anybody have one of those? I work in sales, so from time to time I have a few of those and I go, wow, I just did a ton of work for nothing. So uh, that's always bad. Those are bad regrets. A decision that now means uh, your options have changed possibly forever. That's a really tough one to bite on. The next one, uh, the place you thought uh, you would be and now you realize uh, you're way behind. These are the regrets that weigh us down. And this morning, I definitely don't want to bring all these up there to weigh everybody down and uh, us all just be completely depressed and leave here and go, well, great. Well, hopefully in 2016 we don't have any more messages on regret or that sort of thing. But it's very important that we looked at we look at these missed opportunities to be able to maybe do something different in the future. So that's really where we're headed. Um, what does God say about all these missed opportunities? So one more thing I want us to talk about before we kind of move into that uh, The realm of what scripture says is um, what is opportunity? Opportunity sometimes can be a very elusive concept for most of us. Um, We've maybe seen one of these things and we've heard about a guy getting an opportunity, uh, but maybe we haven't seized enough of them to really know what they are. Uh, They're not necessarily, we, we usually think of opportunity as a like a publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes kind of moment. Like I open my door and the opportunity presents itself and he's got the balloons and the giant check. And now I'm a multimillionaire because I bought a couple of magazine subscriptions or however it is that you get that. Um, but basically, uh, opportunity, uh, the Greeks had kind of a cool way of uh, demonstrating opportunity. And it was a statue um, by the name of Kairos. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of this before. I couldn't put the picture up there because it wasn't appropriate for Sunday morning. Um, But basically, if we focus on the head of Kairos, uh, we can kind of see how the Greek world viewed opportunity. Um, Kairos is the picture of this person that had this one wicked long lock and then a completely bald head in the back. And the idea was kind of the bigger op- idea of what opportunity is, and that's that opportunity really can only be grabbed from the front. Does that picture resonate with you? You can only grab opportunity from the front, and once that thing is gone, you're not going to have anything to grab onto. It just moves past you. The first time I ever heard that... Um, that really just sunk in, and I went, Oh my gosh, I've been thinking about opportunity all wrong. I'd been thinking about opportunity as, Oh, you know, I'm a good guy, and I've got some skills, and I've got some talents, and I can just grab it. You know, it's just coming my way, and I'm just grabbing opportunity. But opportunity, in a lot of ways, is something that you really have to be ready for. And for some of you out there, you might be kind of the more dreamer type, and you hear the word opportunity, and you get really excited. Just the idea of something new coming your way and being able to grab a new opportunity, that's really exciting to you. I know there's probably others in the crowd that would think to themselves, well, opportunity like that seems like a lot of work. And you're kind of weighing it out, thinking that whole thing through. You're a little bit more strategic in your planning, and, um, and you're always thinking in terms of the cost. So we have a message really for both of you guys this morning because um, I think we all would agree, whether you're the dreamer or the planner, you would both say uh, that if you could have it, you would want to get it. So this morning, um, we're going to be taking a step back from all those missed opportunities that we've had, and we're going to realize what we actually can do uh, with the regret. like I said before, um, I'm in sales. I'm, in, uh, do, I'm a sales consultant for a security company in this area, which actually we do the security and cameras and everything for this building that you're standing in right now. So if anything ever goes off again like it did when we first moved into this building, word of lime. So there you go. Um, but uh, it's a very good company. I like working there. And, uh, but in sales, you're constantly seeing opportunity come by. Um, I thought, I guess, when I first got into sales, that it was like this wheeler-dealer thing, like the used car lot guy or something like that. But sales really has a lot to do with managing opportunity that comes your way. It's not so much about those magic words that you say and then somebody buys, but it's really about being ready to meet needs when an opportunity arises. A perfect example of this the other day, um, I had this tire company call in, and it's a tire company that's in uh, Los Angeles. And they needed a building done, like they needed a security system set up the week before Christmas. So if anybody knows anything about planning anything, I guess Christmas is a busy time. So when a customer says to me, "Uh, we want to give you this business, but we need you to do it before Christmas, I'm pulling my hair out and going, how is this even possible we're not going to be able to do it, but let me check. And I checked with our project manager that's in charge of this area, and he says, amazingly enough, we have an opening. We can meet the needs of this customer. So amazingly enough, it went through. We installed it. There were some issues. but We addressed those issues. And the day later, this guy calls me back, and he says, You know, I didn't really tell you too much about our company, uh, but now, since uh, you you guys have done such a good job for us, I'd like to tell you a little bit more about uh, what we do. Uh, We're a regional uh, tire company, and we have about seven locations, and we absolutely hate our current burglary company. That's why we called you guys. And I would like you to come by in the next week and bid out all the buildings and all the camera systems and all the fire systems for all those buildings. So, of course, I'm sitting here with my mouth open (laughs) because I don't necessarily get opportunities like this every day. But we did such a good job that, wow, the opportunity presents itself. Now, again, sales is not some magical thing. It's not crazy. It's literally just taking and managing the opportunities that are given to you as they come by. But the funny thing is, is that as I'm engaging with this customer, I'm thinking to myself, how did I know that this was going to happen. I didn't. And I look back on 2015 and I can see other customers that maybe I couldn't work the thing out. Maybe I couldn't, you know, get that, get everything in place to meet exactly what they wanted at that time. And who knows, maybe they had 50 locations nationwide. Maybe it was the biggest customer I'd ever dealt with. And I didn't even know it and they were going to give me every warehouse from here to Macau, China, or something like that. And I didn't get it, you know. Um, that's kind of the nature of opportunity in my world. But I know that, obviously, opportunities like this present themselves all the time. Maybe it's that conversation you have with your kid. For for me, I'm constantly thinking about that when I have um, uh, talks with my uh, my little nieces. I don't know what I'm going to say to them that maybe influences them or maybe it's something that I model that's going to influence them and they're going to say, man, I want to do it like Uncle Barry does it or, you know, something like that. You don't really know where the opportunity is going to come from. So um, uh, that is the nature of opportunity. Opportunity shows itself in our finances, our relationships, our family, our work, our school. Maybe it's a vacation that comes around, but you didn't really know that you had time off or something like that. Um, But in life, we experience a ton of missed opportunities. And so there's a lot of opportunity to regret. I think that's what it comes down to, to bring it back to the really sad part. It's just a reality of life. Uh, We have the highs of really great opportunities that come our way and we take advantage. But then sometimes we're just going to miss out on stuff. So we're not going to hang out there because God doesn't want us to hang out there. He's uh, created ways uh, for us to move forward. Um, And. Basically, to stick with the theme of what we're, what we're talking about here, this is the reset. We need to reset uh, the, uh, and basically trade the regret of the missed opportunity in the past for the hope of the opportunity God brings in the future. So that's, um, that is the reset for today, is that we don't have to wallow in the regret that we have in the past because God is going to bring um, great things in the future. So if we look at Scripture, we see a ton of, a ton of opportunities missed and a lot of opportunities gained. Um, when I think about uh, people who reset well, I think of people like Moses, obviously who God used in a very old age, very, very old, very experienced age, to do amazing things for him. I think of the life of Abraham. Pretty much every story about Israel is a story of people walking away doing the wrong things, and then coming back to God. Um, the life of Peter, the disciple, who denied Jesus, and then he goes on to really be the rock which the church is built on get, uh, in moving God's mission forward. Um, verses like uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, which many of you may have memorized before, uh, ring in my ears uh, it's just a great picture of a time of exile, which is not a happy time. It's definitely a time of a lot of regret. They had really messed up. And God led them into exile. Um, But God reminds them that he still has plans for them. And then um, verses like Romans 8.28, which uh, God is um, talking about, uh, obviously, the regrets that people have in their life and um, moving into new opportunities, which he has for them. Um, But in my life, um, I've had to continually reset. And uh, when I look back at the, the testimony of what God has done in my life, I just see over and over places where I had to keep um, pressing this reset and choosing to just give uh, the regret back to God and moving forward. Uh, When I first came to California, I came here about seven years ago, which it just seems like just yesterday, but in January it'll be seven years. um, And I've seen God move me very, very, very far. When I first moved to California, I came here, I had um, left seminary, And headed west, the American dream, come to California. um, And I wanted to get uh, ministry training. And sincerity was probably the biggest thing that I had in my heart at the time. Um, I was a very sincere young man. Um, I didn't realize, though, how divided my heart was. I loved God, but I didn't realize what else there was in my heart that I loved. And um, when I look back at those times, I had some really lonely times. I made some very, very, very poor decisions. Um, I didn't walk with the right people. I uh, chose to do a lot of things that now I look back on and I just go, there's just a lot of regret. There's a lot of wasted time. There's a lot of opportunities that I missed that now, from time to time, I can look at and say, that would have been mine. There's a lot of regret that's there. But um, God is faithful. If there's one thing that I know 100% truth, that God is faithful, and he can help us deal with the regret that we have in our lives. So, again, um, let's move into the world of the hope that God brings now and talk about, you know, you've missed the opportunity. Now what? What's next for you? Um, the first thing is, is that I would say, give it to God. Now, this is a very generic thing, I think, that you've probably heard uh, people say in messages before. But I want to talk a little bit specifically about what it means to give things over to God. Um, an amazing picture of this is um, Psalm 55, which if you want to write that down, I would say uh, this week, maybe read through it once. Uh, it's really a story of David, or uh, it's a Psalm of David pouring out his heart to God about a really tough situation he's having with an enemy. Uh, but I think it has, the, it just screams of the nature of a person that walks with God and is not afraid to give God his problems, and I think that's an amazing thing of what we can do when we have regrets. So uh, let me pick out a few words from uh, Psalm 55. Um, one is he sa- he starts this thing by saying, uh, "My thoughts are trouble; uh, the uh, my thoughts trouble me, and I am um, I am distraught." Has anybody ever been there before with your regrets, things that you've thought through and you go, "Oh my gosh, it's just it's just burning inside of me." Um, He says that I had wings like doves so I could fly away. I know I've had more than a few days at work when I've thought to myself, you know what, if I keep heading east on the 60, I could be in Texas probably by sundown. That would not be a bad thing. He says flee far away. Stay in the desert. Like, it's almost like he knows our geography, because you could just be in Palm Springs by lunchtime. If I just keep heading, if I had wings like doves, I could almost be in Arizona by the same time. I just want to get out of this place. He says, evening, morning, and noon, I cry out in distress. Um, He tells God not just about what's happening to him, because Let's be honest, God knows what's happening to you, but he pours out what's happening to God and then is just honest and says, this is what I'm feeling about this. He's just pouring out his heart um, to God. And then in verse 22, he says, cast your cares in the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. And several times in this psalm, he exhorts us to just do, um, to come to God, that he's faithful, that he listens. Um, he He finishes the whole thing up by saying, but as for me, I trust in you. Just talking about all kinds of other people might do other things. But as for me, I trust in you. For, mo- for, for most of us, I would say this is the Christian life. Like you, um, you have to bring things to God and allow him to work in you. Uh, but the first thing that you can do is really to cast it on him, to give it to him. We see the same thing in 1 Peter 5, 7. This verse is pretty popular. Um, cast all your anxiety on Him, because He cares for you. Um, this is during an extreme. This was written during a really, really tough time in the church. Um, but this is the nature of God. God wants us to be able to give things over to Him. Um, and so during you know my time where I was walking through a, just a load of regret, I just remember sometimes I just walk. I would be driving home from work and just thinking to myself, I can never get over what I've done, or I can never move past. This dark, dark place, or this really sad place. I'm really disappointed with myself, or I'm really, I really don't know if I can just keep going. Being in that place, I found it very, very helpful just to, just to, just to give everything to God. And um, a few thoughts on that is um, to be able to share specifically what's going on. Don't try to be fancy. God doesn't need you to be fancy. He's just asking for you to pour out your heart the way, you would, the way a child would pour out their heart to a parent. And so share specifically what you regret. If you want to, you could take out a piece of paper and just write at the top, what I regret, dash, blank. There you go. There's your regret. Write out why. Why did it happen? What did you do? What was the missed opportunity? What was the place uh, or the thing that you did that leads to that regret? Tell God how you feel about it. Here's something that's really, really helpful for me is to say, God, I know this is unfounded. You have always been good to me. This is specifically what I fear about this thing. If, if I go through with and I turn from this thing, this is what I fear I'm not going to get. This is what I fear that I'm going to miss out on. Or this is what I fear um, is not going to happen. Or this is what I fear you won't be able to do. And what I've found is that as I'm honest with God and I just open myself up to God, that he's able to speak into my life who he is and really fill in the blanks where I'm lacking, the things that I don't trust in him, the places that I don't have the faith. And what I've found is over time, all of a sudden when I go through another regret, I'm standing on a firmer foundation, a lot stronger foundation, because me and God have experienced this thing together. And again, I would never in a million years say, man, I would go through that regret again so that I could have the relationship that I have with God. But I am very, very thankful that he is faithful. And I'm sure uh, just knowing enough of you in the crowd, like if we went around this room, we could all talk about times where we just had to call out to God. That's all the only tool in the box was calling out to God. But if we give our our regrets to God, um, he can fill in the blanks. He can take care of us. And really, it's the only constructive thing that you can do with regret because if you just wallow, you're not moving forward. If you just wallow, you're going to not be able to see the opportunities that are just constantly coming your way. And if we constantly sit and and dwell on those things, um, we're just going to miss out on a ton of things. So um, by giving it to God, the only one strong enough to really do anything about it We're able to move forward, and God is able to open us up to new opportunities. That's really that reset button. Um, Three other ideas that I think would be helpful would be um, to uh, evaluate, was this opportunity really worth it? I think that's a big one for a lot of us. Um, We can latch on to something that we feel like we just really blew it. But if we get enough time and perspective, two years pass, we look back on the opportunity and we say, that wasn't even really worth it. Um, two of the verses that I put up there, uh, one's um, Colossians 3.1. Since, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Um, this has been a very, very helpful verse for me just to get a bigger picture of my life. Um, if we really right now could open up this ceiling and see what it looks like to see God on his throne, I think a lot of the concerns that we have in our hearts would probably melt away because we would realize how absolutely small they are. And I realized that there have been a lot of regrets that I've maybe wasted months of my life, maybe even years of my life, because I held on to this regret and I was afraid to move forward, and I didn't even realize that the regret was so silly. It was something so small. So if we really could evaluate the opportunities, with whether they're really worth it, whether we really missed something that was worthwhile, Um, we'll find that we probably really have a lot less regrets already. Um, The next thing is to learn from the opportunities you miss. Now, this one should be fairly obvious because so that you don't have regret, you have to move forward and you have to do it right the next time. You have to be able to grab the opportunity. Um, But two things that I found really, really helpful with this is one is wisdom is key. Um, A lot of the opportunities that I've missed in the past is because I'm literally walking in my own wisdom which, no surprise to anyone here, is not that great. The Lord's wisdom is perfect and is unfailing. It is um, obviously more precious than gold and rubies. It is a valuable, valuable thing because if you could see things the way he sees things and work in his timing and his way, um, we could grab a hold of all sorts of opportunities that are right now not even options for us. So that would be the first thing is to, uh, like James 1, five says, um, uh, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God. I mean, it's just that simple. Ask God for wisdom. Um, I'm constantly at work having to ask God and say, God, I just don't even know where to move forward on this thing. Um, you know, lead me to the wise steps or show me in scripture what uh, maybe my next step should be or um, lead me to someone who uh, who has been through something like this before that I can move forward. Um, and then the other thing is um, what it says in Proverbs 13, 20, Um, which is he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Um, A lot of times we miss opportunities because the group that we're running with maybe um, is a group that misses these sorts of opportunities. Um, This is definitely a lesson that I had to learn the hard way, Um, but as I've seen the quality of the group that I run with increase or get better, um, I've noticed that I'm able to look into their lives and say, well, he doesn't miss those opportunities or she doesn't miss those opportunities. What are they doing different? And I can have somebody that I can actually talk to about these things. Um, And you'll notice that um, as we learn from these things and move forward, um, we're not missing as many mistakes. So on one end, you can kind of knock out some of the regrets by getting a bigger perspective. The next is you can knock out some of the regrets by not missing those opportunities in the future. Um, And then finally, uh, this is probably the biggest one, is um, keep moving forward. Um, Philippians uh, 3.13 says, um, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Um, and Paul is talking about here, um, his, uh, his mission for Christ. Um, but I think that's kind of a good perspective on how we need to be, uh, looking at, um, regret is that, uh, we always move forward. Like regret is really kind of a silly thing because it's not something that as we dwell on it, it gets better, um. We need to be able to hand it over to God, but then we need to be able to move forward from that to go in the direction that God would have us. And um, the older I get, the more clearly I'm seeing that uh, I used to think that God worked in that. I pray to him and he just fixes things. And then the path is clear and I can just keep moving. And occasionally that happens. But something that I've noticed a lot is that a lot of times when I see God show up the most, it's in the midst of danger when God's calling me to, act, to follow through with a thing that I've already said I had to do, or that I said I was going to do, that as I was moved through that, that I suddenly noticed the strength and the help that only he can bring. And it's been pretty amazing to see that because, um, you know, it's a harder way. It seems like a harder way. But all of a sudden you start experiencing God putting ground underneath your foot that his mighty right hand, as David says, um, is protecting you, Um, that you're noticing that the resources that you're just hoping were going to be there are suddenly there, and um, it's not found usually before you need them. And um, so that's something that I've seen, and it's been really encouraging to me. And again, in Joshua 1.9, this is a verse that um, has been a big encouragement for me in this, and it's, um, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And um, just knowing that God is with me, that as I move forward, uh, that I can be courageous and I can just keep stepping and taking the steps that I need to to get the task done, that God fills in the blanks and he helps me along the way. So obviously we've just looked at a lot of stuff. Um, This year, obviously, you've, uh, you've walked through 2015. In five days, you will be able to say on your resume, 2015, I did it. If nothing else, I did that year. So you move through, um, and as we look back, obviously there's going to be some regrets. Um, but the cool thing about a body like this is that um, we're not alone in walking through these things. It's not like you have to take this handout home, and, um, and just now you have to figure it out for yourself. But we have a whole body of people who have walked through tr- troubles They've walked through the regrets. They've lived with the regrets. And um, the, the probably the saddest thing that would happen is if we walked out of this room and we didn't deal um, with the regrets that we're, uh, that we're walking with. And um, one thing that was really hard while I was preparing this message was uh, that God brought to light um, quite a few things that I haven't given over to him. And as I look at uh, some things in my finances, as I look at some things in my spiritual walk with him, as I will look at some just big regrets that I have, I realize that I've been kind of just carrying them as something that is just kind of like a pet or something that I need to, I need to deal with. I need to be able to be strong enough to deal with this. But the truth is is that God, uh, God wants that. He wants to work in your heart. He wants to affirm um, what he can do in that situation. And uh, for me to really rely on his power um, so I want to encourage you, as we do press the reset here, um, that we don't dwell in that regret. We do not have to do that. When there's regret in your heart, press the reset. Um, turn to him. Evaluate it. Learn from your mistakes. And um, and God uh, God can, um, can lead us uh, to keep moving forward. So um, those are kind of the big ideas. Um, I want to lead you through a few next steps as the band um, kind of starts coming up. Uh, the first thing is... Um, maybe just to pray and ask God to help you move forward from the regret that's holding you back. Now, uh, this doesn't have to be fancy. It could be something that you do in um, you know, a spare moment at work during your lunch break. You go sit in your car or something like that. Uh, maybe for parents, it's uh, once you've put the kids down for the night, just take a step aside. Uh, or maybe it's just, again, a spare moment that you have bring the trash out. Um, but just pray and ask God uh, to help you move forward uh, from the regret that's holding you back. Um, he will follow through with that. He will help you. Um, The next would be maybe to work through the above list um, of missed opportunities uh, and regrets that you have in your handout. Maybe just going through point by point, take a piece of paper, maybe write it down. That really helps me to write this stuff out because then I can really think it through. And then finally, um, share a missed opportunity or regret with a friend. This, again, does not have to be like a coworker at lunch break. Y'all are having a good time. And you say, hey, let me share with you all my regrets. Uh, but somebody that you can trust, somebody that you've seen walks wisely and, um, and has maybe walked through something like this, share it with them. Get it off your chest. They, they might be able to give you some real help. And, um, and, uh, and just having somebody to listen to and talk to about it, it would be a big help. So um, I hope this uh, really helps you move along and take some steps. Um, let's pray together. Dear God, um, we do thank you uh, because we don't have to wallow in our regret. Uh, you have made a very solid reset button for us that as we um, we give things over to you, um, that you don't leave us hanging, uh, that you fill in the gaps, that you move forward, that you take things from us, and um, you can be our strength. We always try to do things in our own strength, but God, you are our strength. and. Um, God, I pray that this year, 2016, would be different than 2015, that we wouldn't allow regret just to sit in our hearts and that um, we literally would give it over to you and that this would be a great year because we know that our God came through for us. Uh, We pray all this in your name. Amen.